we saw a division rival of the Panthers sign somebody to a massive extension. We also discuss how the Panthers benefit in that. And can the Florida Panthers weather storms even if they lead the NHL in penalty minutes? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, August 25th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked on. So, Cats fans, uh, a lot of news has been going on, especially this week, with multiple players getting extensions. Alexis Lafreniere, Evan Bouchard is one of them as well. But there was a big one this week in 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 the NHL, and that was Austin Matthews signing a a four times three point thirteen point two five contract extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs starting next year. That was something that was discussed a whole bunch during the offseason as as the Maple Leafs were in the middle of a GM change as well. But he, here to discuss this uh, this extension for the Maple Leafs and how it affects the Panthers and the rest of the NHL is Nick Fairbanks. He is back here on another edition of Fairbanks Friday. Nick, welcome back to Locked On Panthers. Thanks for having me back. And uh, just because the Panthers are enjoying the summer, enjoying their time off, doesn't mean that other things aren't affecting them. So interesting to see how things are going to pan out with the Austin Matthews signing. And then, as you were saying, can they do the penalty killing thing again this season? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Which will be a a conversation in segment two for as far as the as far as the as far as the leading the league in penalty minutes, but another, another player actually who uh, signed an extension was actually Brendan Hagel of the Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, we, we signed, uh, he signed that the day after Adam, Adam Danker and I did that crossover uh, back on, on Monday night going into Tuesday. But I think uh, when you, when you look at the Matthews extension, which starts next season, 13.25 full, no move clause, like we said, like we've spoken about really in the summer and even in our chat, William Nylander is going to be the odd man out in this situation. And with the Maple Leafs committing a lot of money to four forwards, and ever since Freddie Anderson left, you've had the revolving door of goalies with Jack Campbell. Uh, Ilya Samsonov might not, might be gone after this year, especially how he felt disrespected in the arbitration hearing as well. Joseph Wall might be the guy going forward for 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 them as as well so that's the that's the difficult part for the toronto maple leafs but then i look at the florida panthers side of things as well and i think of and this is something as well that elliot friedman on 32 thoughts spoke about yesterday about 
the anticipations of the cap. We spoke about the four million raised going into next season, but you also mentioned something else that GMs are anticipating even in the next season that it could be a five million dollar raise as well, which was a little uh, shocking to to hear. Which which it's that much that's going to be raised. So with Kachuk's contract specifically, Nick, next year at nine point five as far as the cap hit. That would be ten point eight percent of the of the of the cap. If it were raised by five point five mil five million the year after, it would go up down to ten point two percent of the cap as well. And also, it's a little bit of the change of how deals are negotiated. Elliot Freeman spoke about how it's changed in the NBA. How someone like LeBron has has done it for for a little bit now, signing these short term deals to get your big payday as well which that's what austin matthews is doing that's what the maple maple the maple leafs tried to get more term on that for for obvious for good reason on on their part but you think about the barkoffs the kachucks uh, especially how they're they're two-way games as well and the the meat of their of their contracts the 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 especially the middle part they're still going to be on their contract you don't have to go back to the negotiating table and the panthers really, really benefit from everything that's going on with the escrow being paid off. It really does. I mean, for the last couple of years, the Panthers have been under the cap crunch, which, you know, you would have asked us, you know, 10 years ago when Doug Sifu and Vinny Viola bought the team, if they were going to be a cap team, you know, there was a lot of questions surrounding that. So I think, you know, over the last seasons with this crunch and having to make decisions and trade players off, I mean, you talk about Anthony Duclair being shipped off to the Sharks so that we can bring in, uh, a fourth line center and have some cap relief uh, amongst others, you know, maybe we wouldn't have to do that if it came in the next season or even two seasons from now. Um, but at the end of the day, you are what the market determines you are. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthews is definitely a top five player in the NHL. There's no disputing that he can score a ton of goals. My question is, you know, they didn't get the term they wanted, but they got the dollar amount that Matthews wanted. So I think it's a win-win. Does this make them better? Is this going to make them better for the long term? Because as you said, Nylander's probably not going to be able to sign there for the money that he wants. You have two years left of Marner. Is he going to want more money than Matthews or the same amount? Because he does put up more points as far as he did last season. But again, does this really solve the problem for the Toronto Maple Leafs? And, you know, if they're really good during the regular season, does it really matter when it, when it matters, you know, um, Florida was able to dismantle them and, you know, there's still a couple of forwards defensemen and a goalie away from, you know, being able to contend. But uh, as far as Florida goes, I think this sets up really nice. I mean, we still have the Lundell extension that needs to happen. You have the Montour extension, hopefully, and you have a couple of other players that are looking to get a little bit of payday. I mean, you look at Sam Reinhardt as well. What's he going to settle on and if they can fit him under the cap? So a um, lot of decisions, but at least this gives Florida a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, and and I'm not going to rehash too much of what we spoke about in the last episode with Jacob of who you keep long-term, Montour or Forsling, or something like that. But if if the cap is is going to raise by $5 million for the for the season after – this gives you that opportunity to 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 be more comfortable if you are to extend what one of one of those guys as as well and also i i just also think of how cool it is that the nhl and the nhlpa 
are actually could be working on an on a best on best tournament come in 2025 and you see and and there's a projected lineup of austin matthews with the kachuk brothers uh next to each other uh, on the on the on the wings there so i think when and of course it's a pride thing when it comes to best player in 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 an as far as Americans, I mean, you think about also Jack Eichel out there as, as well mm -hmm. uh, as, as one of them, too. And, you know, same division as well for Matthews and, and Kachuk, both Kachuks, actually. But it, I think that I think that's a it's it's going to create more conversation. It's going to be create more more marketing as well the, with, with the with these guys. And, it, and it's only going to I think it's only going to benefit the NHL. I mean, the TV deal is what it is. When it when it comes to when it comes to the the NHL, but I I think I think as far as that we we are are seeing just more more of a player on display like Austin Matthews, even though for us um, um, in in the U.S. Uh, he he he's he's in Toronto, but hey, he still gets the media coverage up there, and and we, and it's still a a, a, bit, a big face that that we we hear. All, all, all the time, but we are going to transition into segment number two, where we're going to ask the question, how confident are we that the Florida Panthers can weather storms if they lead the league once again in penalty minutes? We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets on every victory. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Segment number two here on this Friday, August 25th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is here for another edition of Fairbanks Friday. So, Nick, I, I think about this more and more uh, for, for the Panthers and what they've accomplished over the last few seasons. And with a little bit of turnover, not it, it's not extreme. For, for for this team. Yeah, the, the health question is still a conversation with the blue line as, as well. Uh, you, you you have guys who don't have necessarily the best reputations as far as Albrechtman Larson coming into the into the fray. But I want to ask you, if the Pan if the Panthers lead the league once again in penalty minutes, how confident are you that they are able to weather storms? I think for a stretch of games, they might be able to do it, but I think over the long term or the long haul of the season, it's going to do exactly what it did to them last season. It's going to put them behind the eight ball, and it's going to make it a lot harder for them to squeeze out games or even take control of games because this high-sticking infractions last season was just ridiculous. I felt like every single player actually had at least one. Uh, Barkoff was penalized multiple times, which is not like him. And I just think that if you're consistently putting yourself in, uh, you know, opportunistic, you know, positions or giving the other team opportunistic, um, you know, chances, then you're going to hurt yourself. I mean, look what happened in the Boston series. You know, they were down 3-1 and it's mainly because they couldn't stay out of the penalty box. Then they finally started playing smart and taking it to Boston and they ended up winning the series. So over the long haul, I don't think it's sustainable. And even with a new turnover of um, players, 
defensemen are going to get worn down. And then you have those bottom players that uh, may not be getting a lot of ice time. They're eventually going to get worn down. And those are the players that you have to start leaning on later in the season. So no, I don't think that they're going to be able to weather it maybe for, like I said, a stretch of time, but they, they got to figure something out. I understand that their four check is aggressive. It was very effective. Um, you know, once they put everything together, but they have to learn control and they have to learn when to, I guess, take their chances. Yeah. Um, looking at, looking at the goal differential with power play goals and power play goals against uh, the Panthers were minus seven in, in that category, shorthanded goals. Uh, they were mi uh, minus three in that category and everything else n outside of that, they were plus 24 outside of, of special teams. This includes three on three hockey um, in, in, in overtime. This includes, this includes also the shootout, unfortunately as mm -hmm. well in, in that. So it's, as far as early on and even in the regular season at times, yes, they can weather storms, but you're putting yourself in a, you're, you're consistently putting yourself in, in uh, stressful situations that you, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be in uh, come, come, come the regular season, especially during the, the home stretch of the regular season where you're a few points behind and you need, and you need to, you need to squeeze out uh, two points. And even when it comes to tiebreakers, regulate regulation wins or regulation overtime wins, depending on which uh, category you lead um, on as well in that and and that's gonna that's gonna be a, a big factor and it's crazy how even even early on in the postseason i mean you think about game six in the first round four four special teams goals by the boston bruins three power play one one shorthanded uh goal for 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 boston and the panthers were still able to squeeze out of that with a with a with, with a win and and yes uh sergey bobrovsky uh that that a lot, a lot to to do with that. Which Sergey Bobrovsky mm -hmm. was left out of the top ten uh, goalies in in our locked on NHL uh, vote of best goalies. Uh, apparently, Stuart Skinner was ahead of him, even though Bob has been around for a longer time uh, and has has posed a nine fifteen save percentage in the postseason. But uh, that's that's where you got to see the best. That's also where you got to see the best of Bobrovsky as well. You're gonna have to see the best of Barkov, um, and you're gonna see guys who are who might have you might have to ask more as far as playing on on on, on the kill um Oliver Ekman Larson was not a guy who played a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of PK minutes on, on the on the Canucks uh, last year he averaged about just over a minute a game uh, on the PK he he was one he was i think the f fourth leading uh defenseman in in time on ice uh shorthanded so he's probably going to have to play a bigger role there as as well and 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 the older guys like um, Kulikov as well. You're gonna have to ask more more of those guys there as well. And listen, it's it's got it's got to take it's got to take uh, also when it comes to even strength as well. Whenever the opponent is dumping it in their zone, you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be fast to that puck, especially if it gets to the corners as well, in order to dish it out to your to your other defensemen because that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be really the focus for for the Panthers as far, as far as that. Definitely is. And I think you bring up a great point in the defense uh, having, you know, possible issues. You know, if you had with the amount of injuries the Florida Panthers have going into the season, they can't afford to take a ton of penalties like they did last season. It, again, it puts them behind in games and puts games out of reach. Uh, you mentioned game six. A lot. My heart sank when um, I think it was, was it Marshan that scored that shorthanded goal or was I, it um, the brusque? 
I think it was DeBrusque. It was DeBrusque. I believe it was DeBrusque. I'm going to look it up right now. But, you know, as we're saying that, like, they cannot put themselves in those kind of positions. They have to play smart. And, you know, your top defenders should not be playing on the penalty kill, you know, uh, you know, with the amount of time that the Panthers did last season. So, uh, you know, I think time kind of caught up to them, you know, once we got to the Stanley Cup final. But, you know, maybe they are going to figure something out with uh, the new defensive core. I mean, you have Mikola come in. You have Kulikov coming in. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see Carlson at some point. Um, I would love to see what he can do. Uh, you know, and you just have all these other moving parts right now that, you know, maybe it'll be better. But at the same time, you have to not put yourself in that position. No doubt. And it was Jake DeBrusque who scored that shorthanded goal. But thankfully, Matthew Kachuk, uh, 17 seconds later, he scored on that power play in, in, in game six. So was able to. Uh, but you can't <laughs> expect you can't expect it to to just even out all, all the time when, when it when it comes to when it when it comes to giving up a shorthanded chance. I mean, like like we said at the top of the segment. The Panthers were a minus three in shorthanded goals four and shorthanded goals against. So definitely got to be on on top of their game, especially on, on on their own end. Because hey, you get to you get to five hundred at least by American Thanksgiving. I think I think the Panthers are are going to be. I, I think they're going to be fairly okay uh, if if they are at that point um, by by the time we get to to uh, late late November as well. But. We're going to transition over to segment number three, where we are going to discuss now that the that the NHL has lost a a person, uh, to, and we're going to discuss how impact on someone two years after after the fact, and we're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Friday, August 25th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for the listeners, make sure to be on the lookout sometime in the next week or two for a for a ranking of the top 30 players of all, all time in Florida Panthers history. And before we actually get into the topic of of of, of this third segment... Nick, I, I I'll say I'm gonna say this uh, publicly. It takes a long time to fill that out. And do you want to know how many different sweater combinations there are in the history of this franchise? Not not one clue. Five hundred and fifty six. That includes players changing numbers too. And and to type to try to type every single name. And being on the computer for hours and having the eye strained, taking a little bit of a break too, uh, with being a little overstimulated too, <laughs> with filling every from ninety three all the way to this point, it, it 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 takes a whole bunch of time to fill this out. So, Panthers <laughs> fans, uh, I'm, I'm asking you to be a little patient before that sur- um, survey comes out because uh, we're gonna make a whole bunch of episodes out of it. Uh, well, maybe two, most likely two, but we it, it, very excited to bring you 30 anniversary, uh, 30th anniversary content and very excited to discuss who you guys uh, think are the 30 best uh, Panthers in franchise history. The 30th anniversary celebration continues and we will be doing that all season long here. But Nick, uh, now let's get to our, our, our topic here on this on this segment. And 
So it's been two years since uh, we lost uh, Jimmy Hayes uh, due mm-hmm. to due to uh, overdose with uh, with uh, cocaine and all that stuff. And his brother Kevin Hayes uh, recently came out with uh, with something on the Players Tribune, which very thankful for things like the Players Tribune, which was created by Derek Jeter. And I believe Uninterrupted was created by LeBron James. I could be wrong on that one. Um, but those platforms for players to discuss uh, feelings and get the human side of these. And if there's something we l- learned uh, about Jimmy Hayes from from what Kevin Hayes spoke publicly on the Players' Tribune is that he was always that guy who was very welcoming to the person, uh, a new guy, whether it was in the cafeteria in, in grade school or whether it was someone on, on, on a hockey team as well. And one thing that stuck out was in the very beginning was when Kevin Hayes spoke about maybe if you uh, maybe if you leave your friends with great stories, uh, you, you can live forever. And, and it's something that definitely uh, for, for him personally, when Kevin Hayes spoke about him being a best friend and being the guy who is welcoming, I can only imagine what the locker room was when uh, – when Jimmy Hayes was on the Florida Panthers and just uh, always, always uh, I could only imagine how it's, it was an environment that Hayes, he was, he was always, uh, he was always very uh, open to other people coming in. Definitely was. And, you know, I think that's part of the reason why actually Dale Talon brought him in, Um, you know, was he was a big character guy, uh, you know, besides, you know, the demons that he was dealing with. Uh, definitely the right guy to bring in the locker room to welcome everybody, uh, get everybody excited. You know, there was so many times that Kevin referred to having uh, Call of Duty, uh, you know, nights or games with a bunch of friends or players, especially during the COVID uh, time, just because, you know, they were all going crazy wanting to play um, or play in front of fans and, you know, they couldn't. But Jimmy was always the guy that was trying to bring everybody together, accept everybody. Um, and kind of get, you know, everybody to feel, you know, like they're a part of something. And I think that kind of speaks to more of, you know, who Jimmy was as a person. Uh, Kevin did say that Jimmy was somebody who never wanted to be left alone. Um, You know, he had his own, you know, persona or his own thoughts there. But, you know, I I think that if Jimmy were still here, uh, you know, he'd definitely be part of an organization, uh, whether it's, you know, a talent scout or he'd be part of, you know, uh, an AHL affiliate tr- trying to get the guys to the next level and bring that camaraderie. Um, you know, kind of like what, um, what's his name, Hornquist kind of did for the team after he went out, um, you know, with the concussions. But, you know, it, it's really nice to see what Kevin had to say about his brother uh, with the stories and everything. But you can definitely tell that, that's something that's never going to go away from him. That's something that's always going to be with him. He lost his best friend, his brother, and somebody who he really did look up to. So, um, you know, Kevin, I, I know that you're still maybe trying to find peace within it, but just know that what you're doing right now, you wrote the piece about your brother, you're extending his name. We're talking about it. We're helping you extend his name. I hope that, uh, you know, we can continue to pay it forward and others can as well. Yeah. And, and like, and, cliche statement what i'm about to say like holding stuff in is is can only be hurt hurt more hurtful than it is um than is helpful and that that that's definitely a platform that um that has helped uh kevin uh, as well and just 
when when you mentioned just the whole the whole thing about Call of Duty, like packing in uh, in his dorm room at, at, in BC, and just thinking, Kevin thinking that it just uh, just they're gonna be like talking to a lot of girls, but instead you're you're uh, you're just in a room full of guys and just the environment and the and the camaraderie that comes with uh, with just being there being there and just about the other coping mechanisms that uh jimmy hayes uh had whenever he was scratched from lineup there was most players go to certain stores like uh i don't think joseph a banks um exists anymore i haven't i haven't heard commercials of joseph a bank or 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 men's warehouse a lot of players would go to like get suits but jimmy's coping mechanism was to buy a new um buy a brand new car um specifically a mercedes-benz i mean hey if, if there's anyone who's a can afford to take those hits it's 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 those guys as, as well as far as the depreciating asset but hey uh also also the fact that biggest cheerleaders were the sisters they 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 saw him as the best uh best players in the NHL over uh, Crosby and Ovechkin and they said <laughs> they specifically said in the article that guy from Edmonton as well and also <laughs> I think the cool I think the coolest part was those guys being from Dorchester Massachusetts which I had John Butchagross on the show two years ago who's who is very connected with the area in in Massachusetts and knows the family very well the 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 guys who were connected to people who would just go to random uh, delis or grocery stores have their jerseys and and going back to those communities and and chatting with the people who uh, looked up to them and then having uh jimmy hayes and kevin hayes assisting on on a goal to another while the other score and then you hear the announcer at the td garden announcing a goal from hayes from hayes I think that I think that's just uh you know that's that's something that's just etching in in a in a person's memory uh for for the rest of for the rest of their lives as well. And here is one more thing uh that that we I want to discuss here. Brady Kachuk got married uh this summer. For mm-hmm. to remind everybody there is a there is a relation to Casey Fitzgerald, Matthew Kachuk Tom Fitzgerald. It's a big whole hockey family. I'm not gonna pretend like I know what was spoken about here as far there as far as speeches, but in the back of their heads dur- during that wedding, I could only imagine the thought of, man, do I wish Jimmy were here? And you know, whenever you pack in a family event of 50 to 100 plus people in 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 in, in a place, you can only imagine it, it, that that in the back of their heads they're thinking man what do i wish he he were here yeah uh, i can honestly say when when i got married there was there was a few people that i wish were there um people who definitely um oppressed upon you know their their experience uh their life lessons and you know their their overall outlook on life I really wish they were there. And then the same thing on my wife's side, I know that, you know, there was a few people on her side that wished to be there, but isn't that the point of it all, you know, to kind of appreciate and really just really just understand how much these people meant to us and really just admire what, who you are because of them and how much better of a person you are. Um, You know, I hope Kevin is finding, you know, 
happiness in that just because, you know, I think without his brother, I don't know where he would be right now as far as like in his NHL career um, or in life. So these people are in our lives for a reason and, you know, they, they do good on to us, but it's our, it's our job to kind of carry that on and uh, make sure it's uh, always remembered. Yeah, and uh, and when Kevin Hayes would have a have a bad game, Jimmy was the guy on on the phone to break down his game and 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 also bring him back up whenever, whenever uh, Kevin didn't perform so well. So, and I'm 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 also uh, I'm also pretty uh, I, I'm also looking forward to the Blues and Panthers matchups um, this season because because uh, of the family. Of the family <laughs> reunion that goes on in in those games, especially with Casey Fitzgerald re-signing with the Panthers once again, regardless of whether he plays or not. Hey, Paul Maurice could make a special uh, special exception on that day to put him in the lineup uh, for for all three of those family members uh, to 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 be on the ice at, at the same time. And also, even if the uh, St. Louis Blues play the New Jersey Devils, with Tom Fitzgerald being on the in the 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 GM of the of the New Jersey Devils, so something a, a matchup also to look forward to as far as uh, family reunions as well. And this is what it's all about. We want these players to have a personality. We want the we want we want them to to show more of them instead of whenever they say something. A lot of fans like to say, "Oh, why are why is he saying this?" This is what it's all. This is what it's all about. About about guys bringing bringing out the personalities. We we we. Talk about how hockey players are are dry or don't want to say anything, as well because of the whole team first mentality. But you, you get stories like these; it opens up more doors for guys to 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 be to be more of themselves and to be more open on on that. These guys are not just products for our entertainment as well. Mm-hmm. Nick, any final words before we get out of here on today's show? Honestly, I do not. I think you summed it up pretty well and. You know, I, it's just a game, guys. You know, we, we love this sport. You know, we love talking about it. We love watching it. But at the end of the day, it, it it's just something that we enjoy. It's not more important than family. It's not important than friends or the loved ones in your life. So just when you ever find yourself in kind of that, that area where, you know, maybe, you know, things are taking over in your life, just kind of take a step back and realize what you really have and the people that are around you. Mm, no no doubt well well said well said my friend so nick <laughs> thank you once again for joining me on this fairbanks friday edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast tell everybody where they can follow you online thanks for having me on again armando uh everybody you can follow me on the x at prudentia zero and i would be remiss to uh talk about threads you guys can follow me at beret 1096 Yep, definitely got to step up my uh, threads game. For, for That's for sure. But thank you. Thank you, Nick. And I'll see you next Friday, my friend. I'll see you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Every day is make sure you come back next week where we'll be having more of our preseason divisional crossover shows with one of the Lockdown hosts from the Atlantic Division. Make, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get those episodes in your feeds. So I'm Armando Velez, 
with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.